Hey guys, welcome back with another episode of Growing Pains. Today we're talking all about traveling at a young age and all of our tips and tricks on how to get there and take the trip of your dreams. We hope you enjoy listening to all of our experiences on all the different places we've been able to go. You know, with growth comes growing pains. When you're growing, it's painful. This is Growing Pains with Annie. I'm excited to, you know, grow with you guys. Well, welcome guys to another episode of Growing Pains with Annie. My lovely guest today, Annika, is with us. Hello. Annika, I'm so glad. Well, first of all, I'm glad you're in the country right now. Because you. you don't even live here. Yes. <laughs> Part of the amazing journey you've been on. Um, Annika, you currently live in Mazatlan, yeah. Mexico, yes. which is in the state of Sinaloa in Mexico for people who don't know that. Um, and we've been trying to figure out from the beginning of my podcast, a time to get you on here. Yeah. When I'm in the area. When, <laughs> we got to coordinate around, you know, the pandemic yeah. and when you're in the country and everything like that, you know, just little things like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I really want to talk to you today about traveling. I feel like right now, First of all, like right now is not necessarily the best time to travel since, you know, we're in the midst of a pandemic. But I think it's kind of making people realize that that's what they want to do in life. They want to get out and travel. And I know for a fact that you definitely were bitten by the travel bug and you have some insane stories of traveling at a young age. Yeah, I definitely got it from my mom. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah she she's been traveling her whole life and I think she always kind of instilled that in me this curiosity for the world and so I guess even when I was a kid we would go on trips and um, I have family in different countries so I always was like interested in you know the world is such a big place. We always say like, oh, it's such a small world and stuff, which in a way can be true. But also it's so big. There's so much to see. And yeah. sometimes it's overwhelming thinking about like how it's impossible to see it all, you know? Yeah, I think that's people have like the idea of bucket lists. So I'm like a big my big belief is you're never too like you're never too young to just start crossing things off your bucket list. Like, mm -hmm. you shouldn't wait until you're retired. That's that's my whole thing. I'm like, by the time you're, I always say, by the time I'm retired, my knees are going to hurt and, like, I'm not going to want to sit on the plane and I'm going to be, you know. Yeah, that's when you're like, going on cruises. Right, like, that's when, yeah, I want someone to pamper me, take care of me, like, and part of the joy of, like, traveling young is, it, like, almost kind of roughing it. Like, finding the worst flights that the cheapest price. And oh, yeah. You gotta... You... When you're young, it's so much easier to rough it because you have to. You're like, I'm balling on a budget. I'm just staying at, like, hostels. I'm, like, sleeping right? on the floor sleeping of the somebody's house. Floor, like, yeah. I've definitely done that before. It's like you land at like 2 a.m. and mm -hmm. your next flight's not till like 10 a.m. You're like, well, we're sleeping on the airport. Yeah. Like, but the thing is when you're young and you don't have money, you're so willing. Cause, yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, memory. Yeah, it's worth it. Like the experience you're going to get and yeah. you're just like, you know what? Even if I have to have this crazy long layover, at least like, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be on the other side of the world. So yeah. I think you have kind of a different perspective and you're just like thirsty to see all the right? places. And and we've been fortunate enough to have done traveling together, too. Yes, we so have. So <laughs> our friendship story is kind of crazy in general. Um, another thing that I love about us is that 
we tend not to just like go visit places. We kind of just move places. <laughs> like we like sign up to just move there. Like yeah. never been there. Okay, yeah, let's move. Like yeah, I know. <laughs> I love that about you because we're kind of the same in that. Like just fully jumping in. Like never been there, but I'm gonna just go move there and see how long it right? lasts. A couple months. It's whatever. You know. Yeah. Oh we can my do gosh. that. I know. But we met because I had moved to Maui and you were living in Maui and I moved there for a church internship. And what brought you to Maui? Um, I I moved to Maui because I have an aunt and uncle that live there um, and they had a baby. Uh, this was a couple years ago um, and I was in community college and one day my uncle texts me like, hey, would you ever be interested in coming and nannying for us? And I'm just such a, like, yes girl. <laughs> You're like, yeah. So I literally, like, didn't even, I mean, I said, or he he was telling me, like, yeah, definitely take some time to think about it. But I'm like, okay, sure, I'll think about it. I'm like, I already know I'm going, you know? Yeah. So. You're like, thought about it. Yeah, and- like, there, there's no question. Like, what an opportunity, of course. Right. So, yeah, that's how I ended up there, just nannying for my little cute little baby cousin. Yeah, I think I love that. When I mean, I've also moved places to work like with families and stuff, um, which, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I just think it's so important when those opportunities come, like if you're in the place to say yes, like go. Yeah, I think that's like a big thing. A lot of people who are young nowadays hesitate at that because I think we're kind of sold this idea of you need to get your whole life in order so that you can do this when you're older. Yeah. And I think that's how people kind of get stuck. I agree. And I think there's just a natural, like, expected way of doing life, especially in your um, young adult years and, like, college and everything. A lot of people kind of take the normal route of, like, I'm going to obviously like I'm going to graduate high school and then I'm going to go to college for four years and then after that I'll you know get my job or maybe like maybe they'll study abroad in in college or something which is awesome but I think like there's a lot of other options too and it's not like there's just one like way to do it and I certainly did my college experience the unconventional way. Same and I kind of followed suit in that like when I moved to Maui I had been in community college for two years and had to take a gap year, which was scary because that was something that was not in my plan. Yeah. I was like, go to community college, transfer to a four-year, be an RA, work at the school, whatever, and like graduate and then get whatever kind of office job. And then moving to Maui really taught me a lot of like, they, you know, a career isn't necessarily the end goal of life, like living is. Mm-hmm. And so when, by the time I got to Maui, I was like, well, shoot, like, I don't really want to just, like, go – after I lived in Maui for a year, I don't want to just, like, go move into some dorm, like, on some campus in the middle of nowhere. I was like, I guess I'm going to have to go to school online, which was not in my vision for my life. And I think – you did that too, right? You were online. Yeah. Which (laughs) – I'm such a social person that people are like, like, you did online school? Or, like, how can you – you know, people are always, like, shocked or – thinking like how did I do that but honestly it allowed me to have this really cool experience of living in Hawaii for two years so and there's other ways to have community you know right and especially now that like with 
coronavirus and so many of the schools went online, it was kind of this reality check where I feel like people were like, oh, you know, like I can I can do this. Mm-hmm. And the thing about online school for me is I didn't I chose to do online school. So we didn't have Zoom classes online or anything. Yeah. You know, like the most was like maybe a professor would up like, you know, upload a video lecture, but that wasn't part of it. And so and I chose that purely because of my traveling lifestyle. Because yeah. I was like, I can't guarantee that I'm gonna be at a campus, you know, at that point, I'd like moved three times in the last year kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like, I can't guarantee that I'm going to be there. Like, I don't know where God's going to call me. Like, I I have to do school online. <laughs> it just was like the best option for my lifestyle at the time. Yeah. And I think being able to say yes to experiences and opportunities that come up, just it enriches your life in, in such a way that you wouldn't expect or get to experience I guess like if you do things the traditional route yeah um and of course it's a little bit scary but I don't know I think I think once you take that first like risk and opportunity to go do something different kind of like makes it easier to do it again and again and like then before you know it you can look back and be like wow I'm really proud of all these cool experiences that I have and like it's nothing that I want to be like boastful about but I feel like you know god forbid I die young at least I've like got some cool stories to tell you know I was (laughs) I was um trying to convince some friends to go visit Alaska with me not too long ago because what my number one thing on my bucket list right now is to see the northern lights and it was like the middle of covid so like pretty much traveling outside the u.s with not an option so i was like okay well alaska you can see the northern lights so i was at breakfast and i said this thing to my friend where i go if you like if you look at your life right now what have you done that makes you feel like you're like accomplished like what have you done anything that makes you really feel like wow, I really know what it's like to be alive. And she got so mad at me because she's like, wait to just bum out breakfast, Annie. No, I haven't. Thanks. I'm sorry that you had all these experiences and I've done nothing. And I'm I like, know, yeah. I'm not trying to bum you out, but I'm trying to say like, you're not going to regret the $100 you spend on the plane ticket. You're not going to, you know, like, and the grand scheme of things, it's like, you're not going to regret it. Yeah, totally. But I feel like that's, it's so scary because like you're saying, like once you do the first scary thing, it doesn't feel that scary. But I remember what it was like the first time I moved. I was 19 the first time I moved out and like moved somewhere with zero friends. <laughs> it's like, and you, we were talking about this earlier. You were, how old were you when you moved like uh, away? When I first moved away, I was 18 and I took, I had graduated call. Actually, it was like two weeks after my 18th birthday. I'm like, bye. Um, <laughs> I graduated high school. Yeah. I uh, decided to take a gap year before going to college. And so um, I'm super fortunate to have family um, in Europe. And so I was able to take a gap year and go to Europe and stay with different family members and just like I mean prior to that I had saved up a lot of money over the years because I knew that I had wanted to you know sounds really cliche but to see the world yeah um and so so (laughs) yeah so I think um yeah I I was able to like hop around and 
experience. It was crazy. I just was like, I remember the first um, day that I was like on my own. The first place I went was um, Sweden because that's where my mom's from. And the first day I'm like walking around by myself um, outside of this like castle in Sweden. And I was just thinking like, I am so far away from my family right now and I'm by myself and I'm in another country. And it was just like mind blowing to me. And I was like, oh my gosh. But I also felt so like, not to sound cheesy, but like so empowered in a way. Yeah. I'll never forget the first time I went to the grocery store. I had moved for a summer to Washington, D.C. My dad had left. And the first time I went to the grocery store by myself, I just about had a breakdown because I just like all of a sudden realized I was like, I don't know what brand cream cheese I buy. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what shampoo I use. I Like it was that cl- like mom cliche. Does all the <laughs> it was like that cliche moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm on my own. Like mm-hmm. I can't. Like oh oh no. And it was that thing where I was pretty prideful, and I was like, I'm not gonna call my parents for it. But it, it like forces you to kind of step up. And then I remember getting home and like putting it all away in my like my own fridge and my own apartment and my you know and like my little dorm apartment I had with my roommate, and feeling so accomplished and being like, I'm I'm on my own. Like I can. You know, I can make friends with like plans with friends tonight. At the real, the reality was I didn't have friends then because you know I just <laughs> moved to somewhere with I knew no one. Yeah, and that's like we were talking about this before we started recording. The idea of like having to make friends again mm-hmm. sounds terrifying. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the biggest hesitations people have is like I don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, especially when it comes to to moving, it's one thing if you're going on a trip and and it's hard. It's really hard to get people to commit on going like a big trip with you. Oh yeah, because people I will like have to the try to convince them to go to Alaska. Yeah, with you. they say no. <clears throat> people like the idea, but when it comes down to the wire, like to commit, like okay, I'm ready to buy a ticket. It's hard to get people to actually commit. But yeah, definitely when it comes to moving to a new place, I know we've both experienced having to start brand new and yeah. making friends when you're older is definitely not like it is when you're a kid and where you just have this fearlessness to go up to somebody and like you start playing with friends like, yeah like Play-Doh? hey you want to be my friend and and it's like so much less intimidating but when you get older it's like especially for like when I moved to Hawaii like I'm not in any kind of regular social situation like school i mean i'm doing my school online i'm yeah. a nanny i work at my aunt and uncle's house yeah you work so, in a house at yeah, yeah i'm like on ground zero for friends i literally like the reason i started surfing because is was because i had no friends you're like i need to meet people in this lineup <laughs> yeah so i was like well i'm bored i need to go do some things i might as well surf yeah and luckily like that's where i ended up meeting one of my first good friends um, in Maui (laughs) was surfing, which is awesome. But it's definitely a really intimidating thing. But I think it's like something that forces you to really push yourself and grow is to like get outside of your comfort zone and like make yourself go to things where you know there's going to be other people your age. And like fortunately being like somebody that's always been involved in church, like it's easy for me to just be like, okay, you know, I'm moving to this new place. What church am I going to go to? How am I going to get plugged in? Like I want to find a church that has people my age. And so like it makes it a lot easier because you kind of have some direction of like where to go and find that. Yeah, and um, the churches usually have 
those, you know, strategic like, oh, we're having a young adult mixer <laughs> event. Yeah, yeah we're having a concert tonight. Everyone come by. Yeah. A bonfire. Which, I mean, it's still scary because obviously like you're the new person for sure. But yeah, you just I think you just have to really force yourself to like just keep going and like even the first few times you're not gonna like make best friends yeah but if you're consistent and you keep showing up people are gonna like start to like notice like yeah, oh this girl she's around now like yeah they're like okay she's not just here for one time and gone yeah and so i think especially in places that are used to tourists like maui yeah. um <clears throat> washington dc is that it was like those places that they're just so used to having people come in and out for like a weekend kind of mm-hmm. thing that once you you show up like twice they're like oh so you're like here here okay yeah, chill. Yeah. <laughs> i guess i can take the time to talk to you invest in you a little bit and like speaking of church like that's how we became friends. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I think our friend story is so funny because I knew of you. Like, we knew each other because you volunteered in the youth group I was working for. But we didn't really become friends until I got really desperate and I needed another <laughs> girl leader for a Mexico missions trip, which yeah. is like, which is so funny because, like, our friendship is built on traveling, literally mm-hmm. in that case. And I remember a mutual friend of ours, Anna, was like, oh, let's all hang out. And I purely went to try to schmooze you into going to this mission. <laughs> I remember, trip. yeah. I the whole time we're like we're sitting at this like really nice hotel and we're sitting in this pool and I was like, come on, Annika. Like it's paid for. Come on. Like the church pays for it. You just have to come. Like it's Mexico. Don't you want to go to Mexico? Remember Mexico? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's when I was sold when you were like, yeah, it's paid for. I'm like, oh okay, well obviously I'm gonna go. <laughs> right. Oh and I <laughs> And wow, and look look at us now. Yeah. You're sitting on my podcast. Who would have thought? We've like since then we've like lived together. We've moved places together. It's we've we've lived a life, Annika. Yes. What is your craziest or like most memorable new friend story? Like I know that's kind of like a Ooh. hard question, but I know in Maui it's a, you make so, you make so many new friends because so many new people come in and out. Okay, I'm not this is like first one came that came to mind Perfect. and I'm not trying to like suck up to you but like Ooh. <laughs> okay. I I feel like our just genuinely like our friendship is cool to me and special to me because um obviously like you said I ended up going on that first trip to Mexico because yeah. you're you're like, come on, I, I can't be the only, like, leader. I was leader. literally going to be the only girl leader yeah. with, like, three guy leaders and then a ton of students. I was like, come on, yeah. Annika. And so I think that, like, was cool because traveling, one really cool thing about traveling is that it bonds you to people. Like, yeah. if you're with people and you go on a trip together, I mean, it can be really a bad thing if you're with, like, people that you don't travel well with, for sure. Yeah. But if you're with people that, like, you you do travel well with like it's such a bonding experience and I think like for us that was kind of the first like obviously we had lived in Maui together but then we ended up going on this trip to Mexico and like I think that's what really like jump-started our friendship yeah I have this video of us in the Mexico City airport and we had like a 24-hour travel day from Maui Mm -hmm. to Mexico um and it's so funny because like and we'll, like, get into it more, but, like, our friendship then, like, when we moved together, we moved back to Mexico. Like, we have a whole, you know, yeah. we had a whole we life in Mexico. Yeah. yeah, from, like, from me. And it's funny, too, because when I first moved to Maui and I found out the missions trip we were going on is to Mexico, 
growing up in San Diego, like Mexico is not like a oh my gosh, we're gonna go to Mexico. Like Yeah, it's like that's my backyard. Yeah. Like whatever. <laughs> so I literally tried to convince the mission pastor to let us go somewhere else. Like the last place I wanted to go was Mexico. <laughs> And he literally was like, Annie, it's not about you. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that's a little rude. <laughs> but so it's just so funny to like look at all these photos from that trip and then to know with like, even though we didn't know then, but we were going to have this whole life in Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's just like crazy to me. But I have this, vi- <laughs> this video of us in the Mexico City airport and we're like exhausted and delusional at that point. And there's like a ton of kids. It's like the first time everyone got to eat. And we were like, if you're ever in doubt, just know somewhere in the world, there's a cat jumping in grass. And there's like this giant poster of a cat jumping into grass in the Mexico City airport that was like, Oh, it was like a billboard size, and it was just one of those things. So like, random. Why is that there? I know. It but was, we thought it was hilarious. It was one of those things. If you Google the word kitten, like that would be like the first thing. <laughs> but it's like their art in their airport, right? <laughs> they really like it, that so was they funny. just blew that up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, our friendship is really crazy. It's it's just funny to me. Like you, it's like that definition of you never know who you're gonna meet. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool because. We met on an adventure, and then because of how we met, like, we were able to have an adventure of our own. Yeah, and honestly, because of you, and because you kind of not forced me to go with I, you to I, Mexico, If you but said a little no bit. on that hangout, I would have forced you. Yeah. Not, I was going to have to sign you up anyway. <laughs> I mean, just because, like, like she said in the beginning, I still live in Mazatlan, and actually, <laughs> my boyfriend lives there. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Um, she met her boyfriend there. Yeah, I, like, you know, I never would have expected that. But my whole life is there now. And like, I'll probably be there for a lot longer. And I just like never saw that coming. But some of the best things like end up being things that you never expect. Yeah. So I mean, thank you for forcing <laughs> me to go on that trip. Annie. You know, you're welcome. You know, I'll just you're welcome. I really just <laughs> carved your life path for you yes you did you know (laughs) that's just how i do (laughs) so okay so now you've lived you live in mexico like we were saying Mm -hmm. um so we went on that trip i feel like we need to kind of explain how we ended up moving to mexico a little bit right so by the time you moved to maui how many like countries have you been to um okay including the United States. You can travel around I've the United been States. To, yeah. yeah, I've been to 23 countries. Um, a majority of those were when I was on my gap year in Europe. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I've definitely, like, over the years, I've gone to, like, different places, like, in Asia, Central America, yeah. South America. Um, so many cool the opportunities. Caribbean. Yeah, different things. And I know at least for me with like my own travel opportunities, even like with us moving to Mexico, it was really because of like my opportunity with the church. Mm-hmm. And that opened so many doors for me to like, even when we were saying like the church always has missions trips. And I loved our mission trip to Mexico because not only do you go to like this new place, mm-hmm. But we were able to, like, build a house together. Like, yeah. our friendship was literally, not only were we, were we building a foundation of friendship, but we were literally building a foundation for a house for this family. Yeah. Who could expect two Who girls could... like us to build a house? Right. And we have so many. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But we did it. We did. And it was great. And it 
I, I think it was green. I don't remember what color we painted it, but yeah. it was great. And they I, love it. I mean, definitely, like, traveling has... It, it's It's funny because... Traveling has always been, like, a huge part of my life, but, um, I definitely, like, I would always encourage it to people, and I, I definitely think it's, like, so much more attainable than people think, Yeah. but I also know that, like, there, for me in particular, like, there's definitely, like, ad- advantages that I've had, like, especially with having family that just happens to live, yeah. um, across the pond yeah, and connections, yeah for stuff. sure connections and just like like you were saying like being a part of a church always gives you cool opportunities so yeah I mean I I always like think that it's something that people it's it's much more attainable but it's also something that like I feel like I've been very privileged to be a part of and um you know being a part of like a really great family that has like kind of given me everything that I've needed has allowed for me to be able to do cool things like this. Yeah. So. And I, and I feel the same way in that sense of like, we both, our families are similar in that sense of they're very welcoming to letting us go. Mm-hmm. Like I, the fact that our parents have let us move to, you know, across the country, across the world at young ages and really just trust us to go yeah. and do this and be okay that's a huge privilege in itself. Mm -hmm. And even if you listen back to a couple episodes ago, I have a whole podcast about this, you know, this road trip I took my senior year of high school with one of my best friends. And it's funny because I talked to my mom now and she's like, yeah, I don't know why I let you do that. (laughs) That was (laughs) insane of me. She's like, just you and some other girl just going on this like road trip all over the place. Like that's insane to let your kid do that. Yeah. But I was really privileged that I got that experience because they trusted me enough to go. Oh, yeah. And that's a huge thing, too, is, like, I mean, when you're 18, you're an adult. So you technically, yeah, you can do whatever. But at the same time, like, for me, it's always important to get my parents' blessing for things. Like, I respect them in that. and um, But it definitely, like, the reason... Yeah, they were, like, so willing to let their 18-year-old daughter go on this gap year in Europe, which sounds kind of crazy but there was so much trust there and like they knew I wasn't you know gonna be causing trouble I wasn't like a crazy girl um I knew people over there and so it wasn't like completely irresponsible yeah um so yeah I definitely think like trust has a huge part in it and responsibility not genuinely like just not being an idiot i mean right. just, you, we're just saying it don't be an idiot just i mean you can wind up in some really sticky situations yeah especially it, in other countries yeah like, if you're not smart about stuff us living in mexico there was these moments where <laughs> when so oh we moved to mexico together so we went on that trip to go help build these houses in mexico um with our students and we came back and months later I don't even know how many months later. Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe five or six months later. Yeah. Um, the family that was serving as missionaries out in Mexico that we came to come help build these houses with came back and you and I both happened to go together. We're like, oh, we'll go say hi to them. We'll go to that mission night that they're having at church. Yeah, they came because the, the dad was from Maui. So that's how they ended up. Back. Yeah, that's how they have that connection. And we both went just kind of like on a whim mm-hmm. with no connection to it. And it's funny because like 
Mexico is your place. You felt so at home there. Yeah, I vibed with Mexico so much. So, I like one of my fa- <laughs> I was I was watching these videos say one of our nights on the mission like when we were on the mission, mission trip is we went to this like outdoor market. Mm-hmm. Um and, and there are these girls dancing like the traditional like Mexican hat dance and stuff like that and these the giant skirts and we're watching them and you and I kind of start dancing on the side. And then the girls come up. They're like, "You want to, you want to dance?" And just took their skirts off. They had like shorts on underneath. Okay, it wasn't that crazy. They had shorts yeah. on. Come on, people. But they like just dropped their skirts and came up those to those big, like flowy those skirts. Big ones. Yeah. And they like tied them like around us and like put them on us. And our students were mortified. Oh, I yeah. there were students of ours that were like, "Hey guys, look it!" And they're like looking down, pretending like they don't know us. It was hilarious, but. I have these videos of us dancing with them, and you. At one point, you like jump up. You're like, "Okay, you ready, ladies? Okay." Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> like you had no idea what you were doing, but it. You really sold everyone on it. It really looked like it. You just gotta like move that skirt around. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I. Those poor high schoolers were so embarrassed, but you know what? We make some good memories. Oh, okay, so such good memories. <laughs> so when we went to that missions trip, like. You you vibed with it so much. You just loved it. And I think I was so stressed out by the trip itself and, like, being one of the, like, I was, like, the head girl leader. And so I was the one who had to, like, dress code the kids. And, you know, like, <laughs> I was constantly concerned that someone was going to do something, like, accidentally illegal and, I you know, or say something, like, really horrible on accident mm-hmm. to someone. I just, I just was a ball of stress the whole time. And so when we got back, I was, like, completely okay never going back to Mexico. I was, like, loved it. Great experience. No need to go back. And so when we were on that missions night, when that family came back and visited, I was, like, oh, I'll just go say hi. And little did I know, we both left being, like, I feel like God's calling us to go help this family and go move out. Well, because they had mentioned in the – they were talking to a bunch of people and they had mentioned that they were in need of a nanny and that they needed help homeschooling their kids. And that's kind of what like got us thinking about it. But it's just like funny because I just felt so called to go help homeschool. And I was just so worried about moving out there alone. I just was not in love with Mexico. And I just was like, oh, and I, and I remember going and talking to him dad and I was literally like, listen, I'm not saying that I'm moving to Mexico, but I like, let's talk more about it. You know, if you really need help homeschooling and the big thing, and I had started talking to them about it. And like, we had had a couple like little meetings over the phone. And then one day you texted me and you said, Hey, do you have their number? And I just knew in my heart, I knew you were (laughs) going to say that like you wanted to move out there. And I called you back. I didn't even text you back. I called you and I was like, why? (laughs) Why? Why, Annika? Why do you want to know? Why? And you said that you felt really called to go nanny for this family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was a total answered prayer because I just didn't want to go alone. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know you were interested. I don't want to, like, steal this from you. Like, if you're you, like, oh, if you already called dibs. Yeah, you called dibs. It's good. It's called all good. I'll back off. Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I was going to just let her have it. But then she was like, no, I want you to come with me. Right. I'm going to force you to go to Mexico again with me. Yeah. And we did. And, yeah. And it we, was the first time they ever had two people come alongside them and help them. Like, they'd always had, like, nannies come. And it was the first time they ever had, you know, a homeschool teacher and a nanny come separately. Yeah. It was just, 
it worked out so well. Mm-hmm. And then it was this whole experience that we got to have moving to Mexico yeah. together. Which was so fun. Like, <laughs> getting to do that together. What an experience. We moved right before New Year's of... um, It was like 2019. So we moved in December of 2019. Yeah. And so... <laughs> we have this experience now. It's one of my favorite memories. We'd like asked around all these people, like, what is, like, is there anything going on for New Year's? Like, we really want to celebrate New Year's. Everyone was like, nothing really happens. There's no, there, mm, mm-hmm. nothing like really goes on. It's just like quiet here. There was a whole party in the street. Yeah, the whole street was closed off. Concerts, like different mm-hmm. concerts on different ends. And so we went and it was raining. It's one mm-hmm. of my favorite memories. And we danced. And what was really cool was, like, a mission team from Maui had come and visit. So all these people who were from our church in Maui were on a missions trip at that time. So, we like, it was kind of like, even though we were moving to this new place, this new country, a lot of people from our lives together were there. It kind of yeah. felt homey. Like, our head pastor from our former church was yeah. with his family there. You know, so... It was a really good transition for us because we had just moved there, but, like, we have all these people from our church that are coming at the same time. So it was kind of, like, easier. And, I mean, it was yeah, it was super scary, too, because, like, we just had Christmas, and then we just, like, we're like, okay, well, now we're moving to Mexico. (laughs) But, yeah, that was a really fun New Year's. We're like, what do you mean there's nothing going on? Right? I was like, you guys are all liars. The streets closed. We danced in the rain. Um, to the at this concert and with all of the like people from our church and it's pouring rain and we're completely soaked mm-hmm. and then we're walking home and these giant fireworks go off and yeah. like in the middle of the street fireworks are going off all around us uh, like at New Year's and I just remember finally walking home and being like they are all liars to say nothing was going yeah, on that was probably the biggest fireworks show I've ever seen yeah bigger and, than Disneyland <laughs> right it's way bigger than Disneyland World of Color got nothing on Mazatlan on New Year's you know. Oh my gosh. But like, just, I think what you were saying earlier too is there's definitely like a way to do it. You you know, like there's opportunities. People really get held back at this idea of, you know. So we're circling back. We're circling back to the, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, getting like, just kind of saying yes and. Yeah, saying yes and like this idea that there's there's opportunities if you kind of look for them you mm-hmm. know and and yeah. though yeah we've been like really privileged to have the opportunities that kind of were handed to us like yeah the fact that that family said yes to both of us going yeah is amazing and you know and what was really cool is they were able to you know pay, pay for us to have housing mm-hmm. and we were able to be roommates and, yeah. and sometimes I look back and we when when we say like roommates, it wasn't just us. We lived at one point with ten people. Yeah, ten girls and one girls. We shared a bathroom with eight girls. Yeah. <laughs> and when I look back on it, and like when I lived in Maui, I shared a house with six or an apartment with six girls, and then like the housing unit had an apartment downstairs with six boys. So like collectively, like I lived with twelve people. And I look back and I was like, it didn't feel like a ton. Like, I didn't feel like it was ever mm-hmm. too much. And I think about that with Mexico and Mazatlan. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I, wow, I lived with 10 people at one point. Yeah. It's and a lot. But, I mean, it was fun. It I was mean, so fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you were saying, like, I think if you're if you are interested or looking for opportunities, like, 
I mean, one way that I've always gotten to travel is by nannying. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I mean, that doesn't necessarily always work if you're a guy, but for girls, like, there's so many opportunities for, like, being an au pair, a nanny. Yeah. Um, we recently went on a road trip. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. When we say, like, it's not a small world, but if you get out there and start making connections, it it starts to feel that way. Mm-hmm. We, we, we went on a road trip for a friend's wedding not too long ago it was back in september yeah yeah Yeah, september and i think this like speaks to to this idea of you can find if there's a will there's a way when we went on this road trip for her wedding it was at a time where there was an insane amount of wildfires hitting california (laughs) um it was the middle of the coronavirus (laughs) Yeah. And we decided we're like we want to go. Her wedding had already kind of, you know, been it, replanned a million times. Yeah, and it was a small like backyard Super small wedding, backyard wedding. Um and like yeah. most her friends who she invited from Maui couldn't go, but we had the, you know, the luck of being in actually San Diego mm-hmm. and she was getting married in northern California, so we said, "Well, like, let's go." Mm-hmm. And we <laughs> at some point so we're like up in well okay people yell at me when i say that this is northern california but for me it is we're up near san francisco (laughs) um i've had i've been told many times that that's southern california privilege that that is not northern california that's central california i see it's north from here so yeah it's everything past la is north for me (laughs) yeah um and we were in San Francisco, and actually one of the friends that we met in Mexico had moved to San Francisco Oh yeah, to be an au pair for a family in San Francisco. And so, like, we got to go hang out with her yeah, in San awesome. Francisco, this friend from Mazatlan. Shout out, like, Cammie. Hey, Cammie, what's up? <laughs> and it's just, like, that moment where I'm like, wow, like, if there's a will, there's a way, you know? Yeah, and we, I mean... Yes, it was in the midst of COVID, and so like we were we were still careful, of course. Oh, yeah. And and it's not even like things were closed. A lot of things were closed, or like outdoors and stuff. But I mean, it was just like us, and we're going camping, and yeah, um, just staying kind of making the most of it. And yeah, I feel like you have to <clears throat> adjust your expectations. I think I would. This is something I really want to talk to you about because. Mm-hmm. We've had the privilege of being in these amazing places. And this can sound kind of like shallow, but we've also had the privilege of having amazing Instagram feeds because we've lived <laughs> in amazing places. You laugh, but our Instagram feeds are fire, okay? I mean, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Come on, Alec, I don't, don't know. Be. I don't know if I really got any kind of aesthetic going on. That's but. okay. Your aesthetic is travel. <laughs> but I think right now, especially with like COVID, People sit and scroll for hours on Instagram, on TikTok, and see all these, like, videos of people traveling and having these experiences. And I was talking about this in my um, Bible study the other day. I feel like people are getting their travel, like, fix through the lens of other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, we just pulled up her Instagram. You cannot tell me that that feed ain't fire, Annika. Come on. <laughs> but <laughs> But I feel like it's so easy to, like kind of look at, you know, someone else's Instagram, social media, and all these pictures and be like, wow, like, it's so easy for them. That's so lucky that they got to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like, it's it's not, like, it's more attainable than it looks because, like, you can put a million filters on it, but mm-hmm. they still had to work to get there. Yeah. 
Well, one thing that one thing that a little bit bothers me about like travel influence influencers, influencers, yeah, is like I feel like there's a certain point where it's like, okay, are you just going on this trip to get your pictures? Like, come on, just yeah. like enjoy yourself a little bit. I I feel like I never like I don't really like strive for that. I definitely like obviously want to get a cool picture. Like, if I'm gonna be in front of Big Bend, like you better take my picture. Yeah, but like it's definitely like just a fun uh side thing like i don't know that's not the main point of going yeah i was looking through the pictures of us when we lived in mexico and what i realized one is a lot of them are just like embarrassing photos or moments that we recorded of each other (laughs) like there's very little like really like good pictures Uh of us that we took but that's like there's something to be said of if you're busy taking all these photos like how much are you experiencing the place? Yeah, like, just, like, really enjoying it and, like, being, like, immersed and, like, I don't know, talking to people there and, like... Yeah, I... That's one of the things I've loved about traveling because, like we were saying earlier, I feel like we don't travel, we just move places. <laughs> but I think you get a whole different side of it because it's not just... You're not just talking to the waiter at the touristy restaurant. And you're not just there for, like, one week, like, jamming in everything, every, like, site. Yeah. You, like, get to talk to the locals and you get to kind of be a part of their lives and come alongside them. And that was one of my favorite things about moving to Mexico was coming alongside this family and being able to really just step into their lives. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, really welcoming. And we kind of stepped, like, because of this family, we stepped into this whole community, mm-hmm. which obviously was welcoming enough that you're still there. Like, you decided to move back and, you know, kind you're of make your own. still living life in, in Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> yeah. But even with us, like, I think there's an ideal of what it's going to look like that people post on social media. And then there's, like, a reality of it. There's hard days. There's, you know, like getting there like you were saying you saved up a ton of money knowing that you were going to travel and there's hard moments it's not always that smiling picture yeah it's not always just like seeing cool sites or like whatever it's like the trendy coffee shop (laughs) yeah and there's definitely moments like i mean when i was doing my gap year in europe i went by myself and of course like i'm not just by myself the whole time i'm like I had a few friends, like, come out and and, um, travel with me for, like, chunks of time. And then I obviously, like, like I said, I have some family out there that I would stay with. But there's definitely, like, times where it gets a little lonely and, like, you're just, like, man, it's cool that I have the freedom to be able to, like, do this and go to all these places. But you're also, like, I kind of just miss my friends. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, There's, like, a loneliness in it, too. And I think... I think that's what it's like. Um, it's something you sacrifice when you decide to go and travel. And I remember, I always say this when I would come back home for like Christmas or visiting or whatever, I always felt like I kind of like stepped into an alternate universe because things <laughs> are the same but different. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's slightly different, or like, you know, the like the restaurant has changed slightly or yeah. a new shop opened up. But it's still like the roads you knew and like your friends. Mm-hmm. But everything everything has kind of changed a little bit. And so there's like that bittersweet moment of like I've missed the growth of this place mm-hmm. because I've been off growing myself. Nice. Mm, deep. <laughs> Dang, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom just pouring out. Yeah. But it, it's hard. Like I think that's another reason why I value our friendship so much is because we kind of 
fell along the same path at the same time. Yeah. And what was crazy, which we didn't know, is that we're both from San Diego. I know. We had a lot of random things in common, which right? was awesome. Yeah, which is so so convenient, really. From San Diego, but we met in Maui and then, and then moved, moved to, to Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> and then yeah. it was funny because when we moved to Mexico, we're like both like white and blonde, like light colored eyes and Everyone just thought we were siblings. Like, yeah. They're like, sisters. oh, you're sisters. And we're mm-hmm. like, I, we get how you could think that because there's crazy simul- similarities. But like, mm-hmm. no, we're not. <laughs> yeah. I know. I definitely like, it's funny because I, I never really talk about traveling this much, which like you wouldn't expect, I guess, because I've like done it a lot. But I, it's funny because I actually like feel like I try not to because I feel like funny Braggy. about it. Well, I just don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that meme where it's, like, your friend that comes back from studying abroad and, like, she's, like, oh, this is nothing like that sandwich I had in Barcelona. (laughs) Exactly. I don't want to be, like, this annoying, like, travel girl, like, oh, traveling is my life. so much. I, oh, it was, when I came back, there was a chunk of time before, there was, like, a year before I moved to Maui in between Washington, D.C. and Maui. And my friends, like, had that joke where they're like, oh, D.C., when you lived in D.C. <laughs> and even now, like, um, my friend Jordan always, like, makes fun of me. She goes, oh, when you lived in Maui, Maui, Hawaii. <laughs> like, and, yeah, it's that kind of thing where you're like, ah, man, like, I don't, I I don't want to be braggy. But and, and the thing, too, is, like, I feel bad. I've had lots of conversations with people where they're like, I just want to get out and do it. Like, I want to go travel and I want to go experience things. And it's kind of awkward when you're, like, on the other end of that where you're, like, yeah, you should do it. I've done it. Like, do it. Mm -hmm. And then there's just, like, that disconnect where, like, people have those fears and those, you know, they're reserved and something's holding them back, whether that be family or money or, you know, friends or just being rooted in the place they're at. And so, yeah, sometimes it's, like, awkward to be, like, oh, yeah, I know you've done it. You lived in Hawaii. You lived in Mexico. And you're, like, well, yeah. I think I think too people people are very different in like what they find like it's worth to spend their money on and so I feel yeah. like for some it's really easy to spend money on like flying like buying tickets to fly places or like going on trips but then for some people they they have that desire as well but that's not like as easy to spend money on or like they are more like focused on like it's easy to spend money on like things that they need or like things for their house or like yeah stuff like that so I think people are just different like I think there's like a curiosity that's pretty common with people like of the world but it's um it's just like getting to that place where you're like this is something that is like worth investing in yeah because because you're not going to see a return on investment really yeah well and <laughs> in, in, in that like in a physical sense you're not going to pay yeah, for a plane ticket it, and then you come almost, home with more money usually but it's like you get a return in a different way almost yeah you know it's like you're investing in something and you're not getting something back physical yeah but like think about like the experience that you'll have and like the growth that you'll have especially like moving away so young at like 18 and just like forcing myself to be independent and like having to figure things out and like not having parents to rely on anymore like I mean not that I couldn't call them up for anything but like like of course I could but I mean you're, you're on your own and like it's time to figure things out and like toughen up and yeah I think it's like definitely like something that 
that grows you and also makes you have a bigger perspective. Like, the world isn't just America. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of, a lot of, uh, people refer to, they'll talk about like, yeah, like the world, but they're just like thinking of it as like their own country and it's yeah, so or much their bigger own world. or their own culture. And it's like so much more than that. Yeah. I think, it, yeah. It's, and that's what I've kind of loved about our experiences in like Hawaii and Mexico is you see more sides, you, you know, like, Hawaii isn't just a paradise, you know, vacation mm-hmm. destination. Like, there's poverty there. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there's struggle on those islands. Yeah. And and it's like the opposite with Mexico, too. I feel like a lot of times, you know, it, especially living this close to the border, you're kind of told the story of Mexico and how it is and what it's like. And, you know, I feel like a lot of times you're kind of put a fear of Mexico mm-hmm. is, like, kind of put into you at a young age. And, you know, you always... I mean, I would have people, I would hear stories in, like, high school of kids who have gone to Mexico and, like, you know, to go party and some crazy <laughs> thing happened and they, you know, something something bad happened to them or mm-hmm. they lost a bunch of money, all this stuff. And so moving there, I, I would have, like, family members be like, oh, my gosh, Annie, really? Mexico, this and that? Well, I, you know, it was great. Like, I, we would walk down the street and I don't think I ever really felt scared. It's, ever. Yeah. I think that is so true. People in the States, I feel like, have this weird perception of Mexico. But Mexico is just a place that other people live. Like, not everyone is, like, you know, like, there's obviously, like, poverty in every place. Like, everyone, like, there's poverty in the U.S. But there's also normal, like, there's, like, middle class, there's rich, you know, it's, like. I'll say that I felt a lot more comfortable walking alone at night. Or not, okay, I was never alone. But, like, (laughs) walking at night in where we lived in Mexico than I ever did where yeah. I lived in Maui. Of course, it obviously depends. We yeah. were in a safe area. We're for in a sure. safe area. We buddy system. We were to, always together. Yeah. It depends, like, definitely where you're at. I yeah. mean, we were in Sinaloa, which has a bad rap. But oh, Well, yeah, that was always... <laughs> everyone would be like, where are you moving? And be like, oh, I'd always just say Mazala. And they're like, oh, where's that? And I'd be like, oh, mm, Sinaloa. And then they Google it. And it's yeah. like, don't go there. Oh, it's so I bad. Know. But, you know, it's just, like, it's a misconception. people live normal lives there, oh, and yeah. I live a normal life there. <laughs> right? And I think people... Beautiful. Beautiful. And so much culture and so much fun and so welcoming. And I think another thing, too, is they people want to show you their culture. Mm-hmm. They Like, they want you to experience where they're from and, you know, traditional foods and traditional music. Like, if you're willing to go... And just truly willing to learn, they're willing to teach you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another huge misconce- misconception is that everyone just hates Americans and no one wants that, you know. <laughs> loud Americans. Loud Americans. They just come in here. And, uh, well, if you're willing to learn, like, they're willing to have you. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of travel misconceptions and I've been able, you know, we've been able to, you know, travel around and kind of see that a lot of the fears are misguided and you know a lot of the stereotypes are misguided and if you're just willing to kind of go and make a priority out of it and willing to invest in your growth mm-hmm. and invest in your experience you're going to get a lot out of it yeah and also just um don't be obnoxious and <laughs> respect the culture right yeah <laughs> oh man and yeah. things will be a lot better for you wherever you go right <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast of those stories yes Yes. But yeah, 
if if you couldn't, I know it's like hard because you've traveled so many places at so many crazy year ages, and you know been able to have so many different experiences. But how has traveling at these ages, and you know, kind of putting yourself out on this limb and taking this leap of faith to go do these things, how has that made you grow as a person, like in your own life? Ooh. Just like deep questions, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um. I feel like this is something I needed to prepare beforehand. <laughs> and I did not text you any of the questions. That's all right. Um, I think for me, um, I mean, I guess maybe this is obvious, but it really just expanded my like understanding of the world and like appreciation for people that live differently than me. And there's just not one way to like to do life and like you know it's just like i i don't know i think like there's so much beauty in in different cultures and different lifestyles and to be able to experience that firsthand and just kind of like shake you out of this like ignorance of thinking that america american culture is like what's normal is like yeah <laughs> so important because there's just like so many cool things to see out there and like I think just in a way I don't know I think I think for me the the most like formative experience maybe and it was early on I guess when I was like 14 or 15 I went um to Haiti and Haiti and it was like a little bit like a couple years after their like um, earthquakes yeah the crazy ones that you know like yeah. had a lot of destruction and um it was like oh people live like this like yeah and and it was like just eye-opening because it was the first experience that I ha- really had seeing like a totally like polar opposite lifestyle than what I was used to And, like, but it's also, like, ignorant to think that, like, just because somebody's, like, in a less, um, less fortunate, like, lifestyle than you, that they are trying to, like, be where you're at or, like, that everybody, yeah, not everybody's, like, eager to get to America, you know, for a better life. Like, people love where they're from. People love their countries and, like you know, it's, like, that's who they are, and that's their culture, and, like, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I was there when, like, there was a lot of, like, destruction, and so there was just a lot of, like, cleaning up to do, and a lot of, like, kids had lost their parents, and I don't know, so I think that was, like, super formative, because I was just, like, kind of waking up to the reality that, like, there's a lot of, I guess, like, brokenness in the world but also like there's beauty in the brokenness yeah (laughs) nice one (laughs) exactly and just like Pinterest somewhere I just know it yeah you that was not an original jumping cat into the grass (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I don't even know if I I kind of maybe went off on a tangent on that one I'm not quite sure but (laughs) there's there's more there's if you can break out of the mold that we're kind of set in here in America you can get a lot out of from other people's lifestyles. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's great. 
Okay, one last question. If <laughs> if you were going to give advice to someone who's young, you know, our age, below, whatever, who wants to travel but just doesn't know where to start, what would you say? Um, okay, first of all, I would say if if you're looking for an opportunity, if money is an issue, which like if you're not going to have your your trip fully funded by your rich parents or something, yeah. trust fund I would say parents. Like, look for, I mean, even if your parents can fund your trip, I think even just, like, looking for, like, those opportunities where you're going to get really involved in a community or really, like, yeah, just, like, really, like, rooted in a way. Not obviously as rooted as you would be if you grew up there, but, like, yeah. just looking for those opportunities, whether it be, like, Work for, or work for room and board. Yeah, or, working for room and board or like looking for like an internship abroad. I For a little bit, I did like a internship at this church in England. Um, uh, and just like looking for like, especially when you're young, people are so willing to like take you in and host you. And like people yeah. love to give opportunities to young people that are interested in seeing the world. Genuinely, like the family that I stayed with in England, I did not know them, but like somehow we got connected through like this random, like, like a really indirect mutual friend. And basically like, they just kind of heard that, like, I was looking for somewhere to stay. I wanted to go, like, do this gap yeah. year. And they, like, opened their doors to me. And, like, they're awesome. I still keep in touch with them. Um, they came and visited in Maui once, if mm, I remember correctly. No. Oh, no. This is not them. But oh, different. Yeah. Different, different family. But anyways, yeah, like, definitely, I think you would be surprised. Like, people are are so willing to like give young people opportunities which is why it's so cool to be able to do stuff while you're young because like it's kind of weird if you're like in your 50s and you're trying to like ask to hey, stay can at I somebody's on house your couch? yeah so i would say like take those opportunities like just look for them because like they will come if you're seeking and like all you have to do is say yes like yeah you know and just be willing to to say yes and to take them and like also be willing to work a little bit like don't just try to, like, get a free ride. Like, if, if you're going to, like, receive things from people, like, be willing to give back. Yeah, you don't need to be staying at the five-star resort <laughs> no. and spa. You can you can rough it a little bit yeah. and chill with the locals. And I will say this, too. If you're worried about, like, going by yourself, um, people in general, people that travel are very, like, friendly and like want to be friends with anyone so like yeah. at the few hostels that I stayed at I feel like you just become friends with everybody in your hostel because everybody's like oh cool like you're traveling like I'm traveling too I'm no friends let's hang out yeah like let's hang out let's go see these sites together and like people are just really nice and want to hang out yeah <laughs> man well I'm definitely glad that we became friends because of traveling me too Annie <laughs> And I'm really grateful for you coming on and talking about this. And I just think that it's advice that people need to hear. And I think, you know, it's so easy to look at all these social media posts and reels and TikToks and think that, oh, man, these people are like living this untouchable life. And I just really wanted us to have a conversation that's like, no, it's doable. We've done it. And, you know, you can do it, too. Yeah, definitely. Well, well thanks so much, Annika. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay.